This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 2, Episode 15, Best Laid Plans. And let's start it off with some announcements. Uh, So the big announcement is that for Series 3, we are doing Uncharted Worlds. Yeah! Which is an Apocalypse World engine. So if you played Apocalypse World, Dungeon World, or The Sprawl, um, this is the same system, uh, but applied to outer space. Space opera! (laughs) Um, So we're really excited about this. Our cast is going to be all returning members. We've got... uh, me as the GM. Back behind the screen. Woohoo! Um, and Tommy is returning to his player roots. Yeah. Um, Dan is coming back as well. The voice of Bumbles. Yep. And uh, Seth is returning. You might remember him as Kreflin. Uh, and also Sean, who was Darren in Dungeons and Dragons. It's going to be a short series, but I've got some interesting things planned. Yeah. So as for short series, uh, we mean that there will only be 10 episodes of series three Uncharted Worlds. And uh, we'll have more information on the setting and the characters and all that goodness uh, closer to the date of the premiere. But we wanted to let you guys know now. So now you know. Yeah, go check out the system. It's a really cool system. Our other announcements are ones that you've all heard before. Postgame chatter. Is one of those things. Yes. (laughs) Uh, You can submit questions to us uh, or comments or corrections, whatever you want. And we will talk about them and respond to them after the finale of Series 2. We'll all sit around as a cast, talk about how we feel about the campaign, and then answer whatever questions you send us. If you send us a question for postgame chatter, we will answer it. We are still um, on all the social media. <laughs> We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and also our email. Um, all of those are slash essential NPCs, except for the email, which is fanmail at essentialnpcs.com. And we've also got our Patreon content going. Slowly but surely, it's trickling in, and we are uh, excited to bring you guys new and exciting things on that front. We love you, Patreon supporters. Thank you. And with that, let's move into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. Uh, This Words with the GM is about Series 2, Episode 14, Socially Functional. I love that title. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, An interesting change of venue for the party. Uh, You guys have been in many threatening situations, but now you enter a social arena. And who boy, was that fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, 
overt sort of weapons battles and stuff are very, very clear what's going on. Um, but with in the social arena, it's a little bit more difficult as a player. Um, and I know as a GM, that can be an interesting balancing act um, depending on your party and their um, abilities, not only as characters, but as players. It was also treading new territory for me, really. Um, I've run a lot of campaigns and very few of those campaigns uh, were like social intrigue or anything like that. Uh, They all revolved around like action and adventure and stuff. So I was really, really excited to uh, make a Shadowrun job that was primarily about uh, navigating a high threat social situation uh, and seeing how everyone handled it. Um, and it was, it was, uh, somewhat interesting to balance towards the party, like you said. Um, but you know, you have Bumbles who is naturally charismatic. Uh, and then you have Kashmir who's like primarily a face mage. So like his character has the skills to back him up in a social situation. Um, even if Kashmir himself, uh, can be an awkward person at times. But also it was a corporate event, so Kashmir kind of feels comfortable in that setting. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, you have Mouse, who, for some odd reason, has a very high etiquette skill with a specialization in high society. Um, interesting thing to reveal. <laughs> uh, and then there's Boomer. um and honestly i think if you're gonna have any successful social scene you definitely need to have at least one character who just cannot do social situations (laughs) and it makes it really fun especially if you have a player who can uh work with it like how uh covert did when he rolled that critical failure on his etiquette test walking in do you want to talk about my gun (laughs) but it's a really nice gun let me show it to you unholsters his pistol in front of the head of the security (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and the the great challenge of a social situation, both for creating it and for being a player in it, is uh, the unforeseen threats. Uh, like you said, in a combat situation, it's you know it's always pretty obvious. Like, oh, that guy has a gun and is shooting at me. Like that's <laughs> that's who I'm against. That guy. Um, but in like a social party. Um, that you're not supposed to be at full of very dangerous, very powerful people. (laughs) Uh, It's never clear um, if anyone you're talking to could be a friend or a foe, uh, whether they're on to you or whether uh, they're oblivious to your intentions. It's all sorts of fun trying to like suss that out um, and create those opportunities as a, as a game master. I was pretty stressed out the whole time, but having fun. That's the point. That's, that is, that is the goal during one of these situations. It's, a, it's like a different type of tense. Like when someone's bearing down on you with like firepower and spells, like that's tense because it's very clear that your life is on the line. But the like uncertainty of the social arena uh, really, uh, really adds like a level of, of um, tension that you can't get otherwise. So that was really fun to do. And I think we had a lot of fun playing it as well. So I think all around, good times. Yeah. Well, what was your favorite part? (laughs) So uh, for those of you out there in audio land, you may not know this, but I'm a big Harry Potter dork. Um, That's putting it lightly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, so when I got to create the Marauder's Map, (laughs) it was great. 
I was really happy. Yeah. Um, I can't get to Hogwarts, but I got as close as I could. Yeah. <laughs> and that was pretty great for me. Just cross that off the list of life goals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? I think uh, my favorite part was a small part, a subtle part, a somewhat innocuous part. A Grundlefug. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, bringing uh, Grundlefug back. Uh, those of you who listened to Series 1, uh, Grundlefug made an appearance there as an essential NPC. Um, and in one of those words with the DM, we kind of talked about the origin of Grundlefug and how uh, he's he's been an NPC in many of our games uh, long before the podcast came along. Um, and he always shows up. He's a little different every time. And this was a, a particularly interesting uh, iteration of Grundlefug that I created for this campaign. And um, he was just in and out. A little bit of uh, ominous talking and then whoo, vanishes. Uh, and it was just really fun uh, to take Cashmere, who was definitely one of the characters who is most comfortable in the situation, you know, chatting it up with the corporate people, uh, and just like put him on the back step for a second with, uh, with Grundlefug coming in and just like, I know things. <laughs> uh, just that little, uh, that little cameo, um, was, was fun to plan and execute. Yeah. It's always interesting when Grundlefug shows up in general, and in specific, this time he was like, "Don't listen to your dreams," and then like, "Bye, <laughs> Grundlefug out." <laughs> cool. What? <laughs> and with that, uh, I'm eager to see how this job uh, continues as you guys go into the basement. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so let's move on forward to series two, episode fifteen, best laid plans. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Mouse. I'd tell you all about me, except I don't remember it. The first thing I can remember is waking up in Doc's clinic a year and a half ago. Doc's a big scary looking troll, but he saved me from dying that night and took me in. Really, he's a big softy. I mean, he's not soft, but he's nice. And since he took me in, he's kind of felt like my dad. If I had a dad, which I don't, I don't think. But I do have a little sister, Sierra, and that's where things get complicated. I didn't even know she existed until Doc brought her to the clinic. He told me that a man died to save her from wherever she was and that we had to hide her away. It cost a lot of money that I didn't have, and I'm pretty sure that Doc called in a lot of favors to make her safe. I've always owed Doc for making me a part of his family, but now I owe him a lot more. I wasn't sure how I was going to pay him back until recently. That's when I found out about the Matrix. And I just get it. It's so fun to go in and fly around and break the rules. And apparently, that's what makes a good Decker. And I'm a really good Decker. So now I've got a way to pay Doc back for saving me and Sierra by shadow running. He isn't too happy about it, but he would never tell me what I can't do. And even though I'm bad at telling what people are thinking or feeling, I like to think that sometimes when I come back from a successful run, he's proud of me. I was born Edwin Corvo, a dryad, but you can call me by my street name, Bumbles. I spent much of my life in England evading the ire of my father. 
I earned it first for mum's death and childbirth, which to this day, I contend is much more his fault than mine. When I turned 18, he put me to work in his factory, so he could both keep an eye on and berate me. Unfortunately for him, my attempts to upgrade the assembly line resulted in a large explosion, completely wrecking the factory. I decided to flee to the countryside where I ended up at a small university. There I made the friends I never had as a child, but presenting myself as a fellow student got out of hand and I ended up unofficially attending university for the next three years. That is until another experiment of mine went awry and I accidentally detonated the entire chemistry department. Knowing this would draw the attention of my father, I quickly left the country. My expeditious retreat put me in debt, however, and I was put to work as a shadow runner to pay it off. Turns out, I'm quite the talented rigger, and folks now pay me to blow things up. I'm meeting interesting people, making friends, and acquiring more money than I could have ever dreamed of. I got my own car. I was even able to soup it up a bit. My only regret is that I didn't come to Seattle sooner. Oh, um, hi. My name is Sora Matasara, uh, but on the streets I go by Kashmir. Uh, I'm a 20-year-old human living in the Bellevue neighborhood of Seattle. Uh, I grew up in Japan, tutored in magic at the insistence of my... my father, uh, a higher-up at Mitsuhama Computer Technologies. Uh, it wasn't the best time in my childhood. Between my mother leaving us and uh, the rigorous magical tutoring provided by my father's company, as well as well, my father in general, at least I always had my spirits. Um, I didn't get to have any real metahuman friends growing up, but my spirits were all the friends I needed. Eventually, I wanted to take my magic and my spirits and, and test them on the streets, but my very first run went very horribly wrong, and I had to leave Japan. But now I'm here in Seattle, uh, going on runs, doing karaoke with my spirits, uh, just living the life. Oh, and why cashmere? Uh, well, it gets quite chilly at night, and apparently I'm the only person in the shadows who recognizes the value of a good cardigan. <laughs> Their loss. Hoi, chummers. They call me Boomer. Not sure if it's because I'm an Aussie or if it has something to do with my work. Nah. Anyway, my job's to either shoot Drek, chop it up, or break into it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how stealthy a big red Oni can be. Now, I've gone and pissed off the Vori, my former employers, so I've been keeping a low profile. A Yakuza boss I hate to kill, Yama, is now my best friend and fixer. Long story there, mate. He's been keeping me busy, finding me work, keeping the Vori off my back. Thanks, mate. I may be on the run, but I enjoy getting to be my own man. So, it's time to raise some hell and geek some hoops. Look out, Seattle. It's Boomer time! The last time we left our team of Shadowrunners, uh, they had began a job uh, infiltrating an Astral Preservation Society fundraising gala hosted by a woman who their employer, uh, Pretty B, has told them is not a good woman. She is a labor official uh, who frequently takes bribes from the factory she oversees uh, to look the other way while they 
do horrible, horrible things, uh, let employees die, have bad safety regulations, etc. Um, the most recent of her bribes were uh, a set of awakened paintings uh, stolen from an up-and-coming artist, Searsha Dermeyer. The party uh, took the information that their employer, Pretty B, has uh, had gotten for them on the various uh, the various partygoers to navigate their way through several social situations uh, into the elevator that leads down to the basement where uh, the hostess, Agatha Harding, has a vault where she is supposedly hiding these awakened paintings. Uh, this basement is enclosed in a Faraday cage, and the party is prepared to deal with the fact that they will lose connection to the outside world while inside there. Um, so the four of you are in this elevator? You yeah, the down button. awkward. Uh, the down button didn't work. I had to plug in and... and yeah. Yeah, so it's going... It's, it's descending. Yeah. I'm going to cast improved reflex, reflexes on myself. Okay. And also, um, I'll summon Araga into meat space. Okay. Uh, so inside the elevator with you guys, it's a rather large elevator. It's like partially a freight elevator. Uh, you see swirling uh, electric energy that uh, takes the form of a crane. Uh, you have recognized this to be Kashmir spirit, Araga, who uh, kind of floats a little bit and kind of lands down on the corner, uh, like pecking uh, at the ground. And Kashmir, you clasp uh, the uh, necklace around your neck mm-hmm. uh, to channel your improved reflexes spell into this uh, focus you have. And it works. And it works. You got four hits? I did. Okay. Now I'm just going to... Resist that drain. Resist some drain. Um, I open up my arm so Bumbles can take his stuff. I'm going to pull out... You pull out your Ares Crusader machine pistol? Oh, yeah. Okay. And also make sure my knock ejects ready. So one hand holding a needle uh, and the other hand holding a uh, pistol. Boomer says, it's ready. <laughs> um, hey, I, hey, you all know what time it is? <laughs> I lean in real close to Kashmir. It's Boomer time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I uh, I have the Noisquito. Uh, per- no, the Noisquito and the Fly Spy sort of just hover around me. And I clip the explosive foam canister to my belt. Okay. Oh, and I'm sensing to make sure there's no sort of, um, was it magic force field? Astro, um, astral barrier? That's it. Uh, so you you summon Araga. He appears. Uh, you channel your magic into your focus. He appear, it, uh, it feels like it worked. You close your eyes and reopen them, uh, seeing the astral space around you. And you glance up and you go, oh, God. Uh, you had just passed through an astral barrier that would have uh, disrupted your focus and uh, kept Araga out had you done both of those before you passed through it. <laughs> Great. Uh, and you see it fade up into the ceiling of the uh, elevator mm-hmm. and out of sight. Cool. Um, Boomer. Uh, yeah? Could you just sort of... Um, just grab me really quick, and um, and then I, uh, I'm actually gonna drop an astral really quick. Okay, so you actually project. Um, and I'm gonna go and sort of peek through, like, the elevator doors at the basement level. Okay. I just pin them against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so you float on down. Um, you do notice that 
behind you, uh, the elevator is basically moving along the vertical wall of this uh, mana barrier. Um, but uh, you are on the inside of the mana barrier currently because you came through the top. Sure. Uh, you float down to the bottom of the elevator shaft. You know, what you're thinking about it is because you hit the bottom of the mana barrier. <laughs> you poke your head uh, through. Um, and, uh, you don't seem to see any, uh, astral signatures or anything. Um, it's just, you know, gray. You think you're in a hallway that, uh, goes left and right, uh, but not straight. I'll quickly go right. Okay. Uh, you float to the right, uh, and it doesn't take you very long. You just, and you see another hallway going, uh, straight down. I'll do that. Okay, you start going that way. Will I be able to, even though it's technically moving, will I be able to just jump back into my body? Yeah, I mean, you know, approximately. Yeah, you have to hunt for it a little bit, maybe, but not really, because you went down the path that it would be. Mm -hmm. Uh, You float down that way. It's, you know, shades of gray this hallway. Um, You notice that there's a T junction ahead of you that you're approaching before the end of the hallway. Would I notice if anything looked safe? Like blobs, like a safe, or just extreme blobs. No, not really. I mean, it's all blobs of technology. You can kind of be like, there's. I think maybe, maybe that was a, a an intercom. Maybe that's a computer. I can't tell. <laughs> uh, you approach the T junction. Uh, I need you to roll stealth for me, um, which would be your astral agility and whatever your stealth skill rating is. Well, that's two hits. Uh, so you approach this T-junction and you just phase your head through the corner a little bit to kind of get a look, uh, and quickly pull back, uh, as you got a glimpse of an aura. Uh, you can roll in a sensing test for me. You haven't done that yet. Sure. You guys see any good movies lately? (laughs) 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 That's four hits. Four hits? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know that uh, this mana barrier that you pass through is a rating seven mana barrier. Mm-hmm. And what you just glimpsed down that hallway was a beast spirit, uh, four six. Um, and it didn't seem to notice you. It must've been heading the other way. Got it. So that's right down the hallway. Uh, so you took a right when you left the elevator mm-hmm. and there was a long hallway halfway down that hallway. There was a T junction that went to your left. You peeked down that. Uh, Oh, Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the elevator reaches the bottom of uh, the shaft. Bing! Uh, the three of you um, see uh, what Kashmir saw. You have a, a dead end directly in front of you, but to your left and right is a hallway. I'm just going to quickly sneak past it towards the end of the hallway, by the way. Okay, you uh, get to the end of the hallway, and you uh, look around that corner. Mm-hmm. Roll another stealth test for me. Fun, fun. That's four hits. Do we leave him here? <laughs> Check this out. We can keep the elevator door open. Cashmere, <laughs> <laughs> you peek your little astral head around that corner, and uh, you see a the aura of a mage who is uh, standing in a spot. And his head snaps and looks at you. He is a sensing. Uh, roll initiative, everyone. <laughs> so we just kind of hang out while we don't know a fight is going on. Pretty much. 
Cashmere, uh, what did you get? I got an 18. Bumbles? I got a 15. Mouse? Uh, 23. Boomer? 17. I don't think I've ever played with you where you haven't rolled low on initiative. It's like your thing. I'm surprised I succeed on any test, to be honest. Cashmere, <laughs> uh, what about uh, Eraga? Eraga got 24. Okay, so uh, Eraga goes first. Could Eraga get to that um, beast spirit and attack it? Yeah, uh, Eraga can uh, run for lack of a better word, uh, spread its wings and go whoosh and zoom off, uh, going the same route you went. So Araga swooshes and flies off from everybody. You just see Araga just bolt and go right and then immediately take a left and then uh, out of sight, you hear... Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Araga can attack. Cool. And uh, it's going to try to engulf. Okay. Ah, uh, that's five hits. All right. Uh, with your uh, mental connection with Araga, you have a feeling uh, that Araga is doing well. <laughs> As uh, it uses its engulf power. What's the Spirit of Beast look like, out of curiosity? It was a very large snake. Oh, thank God that I am not by that. can land it on a cactus then. So, successfully engulfed, you feel like Araga is doing well. Mouse, you're up next. Um... I'm going to matrix perception, see what I can see down here now that we're inside the Faraday cage. Sure. I would know that we're inside the Faraday cage because I lost You everything. lost your marks on the on the host. Uh, all of the, basically the matrix just went dark for you. Boom. Yeah, as you entered the Faraday cage. <laughs> um, so that's uh, seven. Seven hits? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you pick up a comlink. A comlink singular. Yes, that's it. That's all that you pick up down here. Nothing else seems to be running wirelessly. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, linked to that comlink is a shortwave radio and uh, a smartlinked uh, SMG. Okay. Um. So, in this initiative pass, do I have time to try and get a mark? No, it actually takes a complex action to do a matrix perception okay. in combat. Then that is all I will do for now, not knowing that there's anything going on. I mean, you did see Araga go off and go, Wah! and then there's like a... Oh, I didn't know he heard anything. Yeah. Oh. I mean, well, Araga was not quiet. I guess I'll hold Kashmir up so Boomer can go do something. I thought Boomer laid him down in the door so that the door to the elevator stays open. Oh, right. That's right. I forgot. Kashmir? <laughs> uh. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, guard who sees you. The mage guard? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the only guard you see. Right. Uh, he turns and holds his hand out and fires a spell at you. Oh, shit. He does not know what he just got into because Cashmere uh, just, uh, he just learned a thing or two. So you're using an interrupt action? <laughs> I'm using an interrupt action. Okay. All right, yeah, so you reflect, you're trying to reflect the spell. How many hits did you get? I got eight hits. Okay. So he uh, he raises his hand up and kind of like turns it into a, a vertical, like flat palm, uh, pointing the fingers at you. 
-hmm. and uh, out of it comes this uh, energy that you are prepared for and you raise your hand uh, an astral creating a, uh, a temporary barrier between you that bounces the spell back at him um, it seems to hit him and he stumbles back uh, and you you sense that he is confused frustrated and a little bit scared uh, and pained um, yes. as he uh, he is hit by his own spell uh, you have to resist drain equal uh, to five as uh, the force of the spell pushing against your barrier racks your brain with magical energy I resist it all of it mm-hmm cool uh, so yeah, you the magical energy tries to rack your brain, but you kind of power through it, and you you stay steadfast, and uh, your newly learned uh, shield uh, uh, dissipates, and you're like, yeah, fucking learned how to do this. Um, Sick. So um, again, you have this mental link with Eraga. Uh, you feel uh, you feel the conflict with him as the beast spirit who is engulfing breaks out um and then uh you uh sense uh surprise in eraga and i need eraga to roll a uh, dodge test Ooh. Oh, that's five hits all right i need him to now roll uh a body soak test just potty. Yeah, if he's attacked by something magical, he doesn't get any armor against it or anything. Oh, shit. Uh, that's two hits. Okay. Uh, so, Arag is still standing, oh. uh, but you feel pain, uh, and Araga uh, takes nine points of physical damage. Uh, yeah, so uh, you hear, you feel like Mortal pain shock through uh, the, like the back of your astral neck as Araga uh, shrieks out in astral space to you, uh, obviously in great pain. Cashmere, mm -hmm. uh, it's your turn. Can I tell how bad the mage looks, relatively? Uh, it's hard to tell. You're looking at him in astral, so right. you know he took a big hit. He feels pained, but I mean you don't you don't know if like he's on death's door or anything. He still seems to have quite a bit of fight left in him. Mm. I'm going to first recklessly cast Stunbolt. Okay. Using um, reagents to set the force at six. Okay. And that's six hits. Uh, all right. Uh, you raise up your hand in the astral space, hurl a Stunbolt back at the guy. Uh, he seems to try and like cross his arms in front of him to like resist the blast. Uh, he seems to resist a bit of it, but some of it gets through and he stumbles back and you feel another rack of pain in his, uh, in his aura. And then I'm going to, um, tell Eroga to get the fuck out of here. And... Okay, and that's your two simple actions. And then do I get a, a chance to zip back to my body or... Uh, yeah, you could move there. Yeah, you yeah. can't do anything else. You can't get inside your body. It's a complex action to enter your body. Is it? Yep. So you uh, tell Araga, like, get out while you can. Uh, Araga, well, actually, Araga doesn't do anything. It's not his turn yet. Um, but uh, Araga hears the command, and then you go, vroom, flying off in the astral uh, <sighs> back to your body. Actually, I, if it's going to take my whole next turn to get into my body, I don't... Okay, so you stay there facing down with the guard? Um... Is there, like, a corner I can get around? Are opportunity attacks a thing? Could I, like, just fly past him? He could take an opportunity attack to, uh, to strike you in Astral if he wanted to, since he is a sensing. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to fly past him. Okay. 
he uh, raises up his hand and takes a strike at you. As you fly by him in Asheville, I need you to roll, uh, yeah, it's just reaction and intuition. Uh, that's six hits as I attempt to do a barrel roll as I pass. <laughs> okay, uh, I need you to roll a body resist test as he strikes you with what? his fist in astral space. Damn. What? Uh, yeah, just well, astral body. Astral body. Yeah. Uh, that's two hits. Okay. Um, you take six physical damage Ooh. as he strikes you with a solid blow uh, and you zip past him and around the corner. Right, you're getting out of line of sight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boomer, it's your turn. At this point, you have heard, you saw a rocket fly off. You heard uh, the sound of a raga obviously fighting. You've heard it before. Uh, and then you heard uh, some strange faint chanting and some crackle of energy. And that's the best you got. Well, I know this much. Something is going on. <laughs> uh, how far away did it sound? Hard to say. It's hallways. It's echoey. Well, I'm going to stealthily make my way towards where I heard the noise. Okay. Roll a stealth check for me. Stealth rolls! Four. Uh, you go towards the right, following the path that Iraga went down. Uh, you peek around the corner. Uh, it's a left turn. Long hallway. Uh, and you start making your way down that. You don't make it to the T-junction in the center of the hallway yet, though, but you have your your gun at the ready and you're, you're walking sneaky, sneaky. Bumbles, you're up. Is there an intercom nearby? Uh, you step out and you see uh, down at the end of the hallway nearby uh, the opposite corner that from where Boomer went, um, there is, uh, right on that corner, there's uh, intercom. Okay, um... So that's the that's the left. I'm gonna go the take the panel off and stick a data tap on. Okay. Uh, I don't really have anything to do in a fight here, <laughs> so I'm gonna just try and be productive. Okay. Uh, what was uh, roll hardware? Okay. That's five hits. Okay. I got, you get up there, you kind of pop it right open, clip the data tap, shut it, and uh, you're good. Uh, and you you on uh, everyone's uh, AR little bleep pops up of that, uh, those two comics that you guys have upstairs. Can I just see what Spot can see, make sure he's okay still? Sure. Uh, yeah, you're linked to Spot. It's a little fuzzy because it is like through like a, you know, shitty phone that's a little bit away from him, but uh, he is sat linked, so it's not that bad. Uh, you pop it on. He's still sitting uh, patiently in that uh, parking lot. Okay. Yeah, that's me. Uh, Eraga, uh, wisps away and mouse it's your turn sure um so you said that that there was a pan and linked to it was a radio yes wait was it also to a gun was there also there's a gun? also a gun yeah yeah okay i'm gonna um i guess i'll get marks on his pan go ahead and roll how many marks are you going for what was the rating by the way do i know of the comic yeah rating five how many marks are you going for um, no, I'm just going to go with one. Okay. So that's five. All right, you get a mark. And that's your turn. I know. It's great being a hacker sometimes. So, uh, yeah, Kashmir, you down uh, past the guy. You took a left. Uh, went that way because basically there's a mana barrier, like, right back there. This whole thing is encased in a mana barrier. Mm. Uh, you start vroom, down that way. I mean, were you trying to get back to your body, or were you just trying to get around the corner? Yeah, I was. I was trying to get... 
away. Well, you go past the mage, you take a left, you're going down that hallway, there's another T-junction in the middle of that hallway, exactly at the same distance as the T-junction on the other side. Oh, it was my understanding that that T-junction led to the beast spirit and then a dead end. Well, it, it you couldn't tell an astral. You just saw that, like, you just looked down and you saw a hallway. It's hard to see an astral. Oh. As you zip down, you find another T-junction. You see two beast spirits in that hallway fighting Iraga before he two? disappears. Yeah. Fuck. It's not, it's not my turn, is it? No, I was just trying to figure out where you went. Oh. Well... I mean, you're an astral. You can get pretty much anywhere in the thought. Okay. Like, <laughs> had I had I realized, I would have gone back to my body. Okay. So yeah, you're you're standing over your body in astral. Okay. Uh, yeah. So that hallway in the middle where the two uh, the two B spirits were fighting Eraga, uh, that connects to either side of this ring, Got this square it. ring of other hallways. Okay. Now that you've circumnavigated it, you know that. Well, no, I've, I've got it. Um. So. Uh, uh, I want everyone who's in meat space to roll a audio perception test for me. Got another two on my perception test. <laughs> uh, I got a three. Three for bumbles and mouse. Four. Uh, you guys don't necessarily hear anything. Um, and... Uh, Boomer, you're sneaking up on this T-junction where you heard some crackling and stuff and you heard a weird like sound as Iraga dissipated and you're approaching stealthily, trying to keep an ear out. Um, and suddenly from that T-junction, a giant snake with glowing uh, like green eyes and like its diamond pattern along its back is like letting off this misty like teal glow uh, as it slithers towards you. And uh, strikes at you. I need you to roll a dodge test. Oh, Chama. <laughs> I'm going to go full defense. All right. <laughs> full defense. <laughs> I got six. Okay. Uh, this giant snake, longer than any snake you've ever seen, uh, very obviously some kind of astral being, uh, comes around the, the corner hissing at you. Uh, and it immediately coils back and leaps forward, uh, opening this mouth that has these two dripping fangs that pop out as it comes down uh, to strike at you. And you just press yourself up against the wall and uh, the like the face of this snake brushes your nose as it goes by uh, and like snaps air and then it like lands like right in front of you turning and right. boomer, it's your turn. <laughs> Run! I'm gonna DNI giant snake. Please help. <laughs> you all receive a message from Moomer saying, Giant snake, please help. <laughs> please help. <laughs> oh. Uh, what do you do, Boomer? I'm gonna go full auto on this bitch. Oh, shit. Uh, five. All right, you hit. Uh, this is with stick and shot, correct? Yes. All right, you go. Or I guess it's silenced, right? So it's... Uh, as you go full auto with this uh, silenced uh, automatic pistol, and uh, you rake this uh, astral snake's body with just electric... Just and uh, it doesn't seem to like it, and it writhes a little bit, and... Uh, Good. Fucking dick snake. <laughs> Bumbles. Where you're standing, you've taken a left... Uh, another snake. Another snake comes whoosh around the corner. 
and right. sees you and bites at you, similar to how it bit uh, the other snake bit at uh, Boomer. Okay. Uh, that's five hits to dodge. Uh, Bumbles, you've just finished connecting the data tap. You hear the... Uh, and the, like hissing and snapping uh, and coming like from the, the other way. Like message of giant snake, please help. Yeah, and you're like, oh <laughs> shit, what's going on? And you like kind of tense up and you're looking down the way uh, Boomer went and then you're behind you and you just kind of like turn and fall over uh, and the snake just like springboards over your body, barely missing you and you just kind of like scramble to your feet as it like lands on the other side of you like... Spraying explosive foam on its underbelly is not a thing I can do, is it? N- n- no. <laughs> I mean, on your turn, you can attempt to do that, but... Roll edge. Yes. <laughs> However, so Bumbles, it is your turn. Uh, okay. Um, what more or less is the yield of rating six explosive foam? Because I've got a weapon. It's a bomb. I mean, ballpark, am I going to bring down maybe the hallway we're in? Possibly. There's definitely going to be some chunky salsa going on uh, if the walls don't cave. Uh, and the, these walls seem pretty sturdy. All right. Um, so between behind me now, uh, from so back the way I came is now a large astral snake. Uh, yes. And then beyond that is mouse. Standing in an elevator. And with unconscious Cashmere's, <laughs> yeah, Cashmere's body laying, opening the elevator. Um, and around the corner beyond that, uh, you presume Boomer is fighting a very similar snake. Okay, I'm going to book it away from the snake mm-hmm. and have the Noisquito get in between the snake and uh, Mouse and Cashmere. Okay. And uh, just be loud and bright at the snake. Noisquito turns on its... Uh, Deterrence package, uh, lights and loud horns uh, start uh, echoing uh, through the hall. I hope the basement's deep enough. So yeah, and just like 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 distorting, like bright flashing lights coming out from this thing. Um, so the noise should be affecting Mouse, but the lights would be faced away from her, ideally. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Um. Are there any doors or anything notable down the hallway I run? Uh, you, yeah, you, uh, you run, uh, you make it, uh, past that hallway where, uh, that seems to connect to the other side. Okay. Um, like, you can tell, like, the, the tunnel that, uh, that, or the hallway that Boomer is probably fighting in is at the end of the hallway you are now looking at. Basically, two T-junctions facing each other. Got it. Um, and then uh, you don't quite make it to the other corner uh, to look around there, because you slow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's no doors down the hallway I'm currently running. You do see um, a door in that hallway you're looking down, that T-junction hallway. Okay. Uh, that middle hallway, there is a door in the center of it. Could I get to it? You can't get to it, but you can start getting to it. Yeah, all right, I'll head yeah. there. You take a few steps down that t- that little middle hallway. Sure. Mouse, you're up. And uh, you are at a minus two to all actions as the loud noises are piercing your ears. Okay. So, Bumbles, you let us know that you're being chased by a snake. Um, yeah. I mean, you can see the snake. The snake oh. jumped over me. Yeah, you can see you. it because you can see either way down these hallways, and the snake is. I in haven't that. stepped out of the elevator yet, but okay. Yeah, um, you can probably hear it. Yeah, well, you could have until <laughs> very recently. 
I'm going to pull Kashmir's body into the elevator. Okay. Um, and step out of the elevator. Okay. And then as the door begins to close, put my flashlight there so it doesn't close all the way. Okay. Basically, I want to tell the gun to eject its clip. Okay. And then I want to go... I want to go to there. To where? Wherever the gun is. Okay. Uh, you know it's somewhere in the hallway. You don't, I mean, in the basement with you. You don't know exactly but its physical location. If she ejects the clip, she could hear the clatter, right? Definitely no. not know what's going on right now. No. <laughs> so I guess I want to go away from the noisquito and the snake. Mm-hmm. If I go down the hallway, I, I would see um, Boomer on my left. Yeah, it's a left turn. It's it's only a left turn on that way, unless you're okay. passing by the snake. Um, so yeah, you take a right, you run down to the end of that hallway. Okay. It's a left turn. You look to the left. You see Boomer uh, facing off. But with there are a no snake. people. No. Oh, so like Boomer's just around that corner. You okay. Just yeah. Then I'm gonna go. He's towards like Boomer. ten feet away from you. Okay. So I'm gonna go to where Boomer is. Okay. Uh, so you run up beside Boomer next to the snake, and uh, roll for your spoof command to uh, make that gun eject its clip. Three. Okay, you send the code, and it does not come back negatory. So you think it worked. Yay! Kashmir, you are up. Nice. I'm going to fly back quickly to the mage. Okay. Do I have have just the movement to do that? Yeah. You... Back down that way. Uh, he is still standing in the same spot, albeit just a little bit more like against a wall. Um, he sees you. Uh, Makes sense. What do you do? I'm gonna recklessly stumble him. Okay. Using reagents again to set it at six. That's four hits. Uh, so you come around the corner whip another stumble at this guy. This time, he, it's almost like he's ready for it. He's like, he's like, you know that mage is coming back. And he's got his arms almost ready, and like as soon as you come around, he puts him in the cross in front of him, and the spell uh, uh, breaks against his defense. And then I'll resist that drain. I do. But that was, uh, that was reckless, right? Yes. So you can do another thing. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, okay, sure, but how about... A second stun bolt. <laughs> um, that's six hits. Okay, uh, he, you know, is lowering his cross and he sees you raising your other hand. He's like, oh shit! And uh, he crosses his wrists in front of his chest, uh, but uh, it doesn't seem to work as well the second time, and he seems to take a little bit of damage. Uh, however... He's still not down. Well, you look at him and you feel like, you realize, like, when you came around the corner to smack him with stun bolts, he seemed... Uh, did he Less in pain. Mm. <laughs> Fuck this guy. And now we're in another initiative pass, so I need everyone to re-roll initiative. Uh, Boomer, what'd you get? 25. Now it's Boomer time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so I've well, gone toe-to-toe with a pretty vicious troll well, before. Yeah. How do I feel about my chances with the magic snake? Uh, you know, you've never actually fought a spirit before. It seems like an interesting challenge. Uh, but hold on, let me get everyone else's initiative first. Okay. Um, Mouse? 23. Uh, Bumbles? Uh, I got a 22. Holy 
Look at you guys. Uh, Cashmere? 29. Woo! Oh, I'm sorry. 18. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just felt left out, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, it is, in fact, boomer time. Uh, what do you want to do, boomer? I hand mouse my gun. <laughs> and I grappled the snake. <gasps> Uh, all right, roll an unarmed combat strike for me, uh, Boomer. You do have plus one reach. <laughs> Wait, don't you need the, this? Oh, I guess not. Just don't hit me. <laughs> I'm not going to use it. <laughs> I'm going to use some edge on this one. Okay. Six. So, Boomer, you see Mouse stand next to you. Uh, she seems to be finishing doing something in the Matrix. You look at this snake. You hearken back to your, uh, your fight with Yama when you first met him. And you look at this snake. Yeah, sure, it's big. It's probably like an eight-foot-long snake. But you just think, I got this. And you hand, uh, you toss your pistol to uh, Mouse. He's like, I don't want to use this. And you're like, just don't hit me. And then you kind of like press up. You've been pressed up against this wall. You kind of kick up off of it. And uh, wait, were you grappling or clinching? Clenching. Okay, just making sure. Uh, so you kind of like kick off of the wall, um, like acrobatically, like rolling over the snake's head in the air as it's trying to catch you in the air. And you uh, grab it, like as you're rolling over its head, you grab it and like land on your feet, pointing the head downward. Uh, and now you have it kind of like in a headlock with its head pointing straight down uh, and its whole body is whipping and smacking against the walls, almost hitting mouse, like smacks like a light that like goes out in the ceiling and like you're just like, you got this fucking snake. <laughs> and that's your turn. <laughs> All right, mouse, you got two options. We can end this quickly and efficiently or we can let me have my pride. <laughs> uh, mouse, it's your turn. I gingerly... Put the gun down. <laughs> um, and I will try and hit the snake with my sword because apparently I am a, yeah, I'm gonna sword punch it because I am now a combat character. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you have the highest <laughs> kill count so far. Yeah. I do actually. Um, um, Mouse, uh, you're rolling with a plus two. plus two because this motherfucker is grappled. Oh, wait, plus three because you have a friend helping you in combat. <laughs> So it's just plus one because of the Noisquito? Yeah, oh, you're around the corner from that, aren't you? I was letting the uh, the corner act as a nice... Uh, a you, plus three! It's, it's like, a, it's annoying, but, like, okay. you're not in the, like, channeled hallway of it. Because basically, he's holding its head right down there for you to sort punch. Oh, no, the head's behind him. If anything, the t he has the entire length of the body between him and Mouse as it's, like, whipping oh. around. Sword punch! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mouse. Uh, this tail's whipping around. You kind of duck underneath it. You, you, As you do, you drop uh, the pistol that Boomer gave you, and you squeeze your fist, and glitter comes out, and you jump up at the uh, tail as it's swinging above you, and you drive your sword into this thing, and uh, it immediately like starts like flight flailing you around as your sword is stuck in it because while your arm is very strong, you are still very light, and uh, you kind of get like swung around a bit, and uh, actually the motion of that like just jags the sword around inside this thing, making it like the the wound even worse as it's like. <laughs> 
and uh, you get bumped up against the uh, uh, against the wall, and the sword finally comes out, and you've made like a good uh, two and a half foot like sawing cut along the body of this thing, uh, which is still moving, but with significantly less fervor. Uh, Boomer, you feel like your grip is like very tight on this thing. Like it, it barely has enough fight to like flail at all, let alone actually push out from uh, your grip. Oh, I got you now, you son of a bitch. Cashmere, uh, the mage starts taking a run at you, and he jumps up in the air oh, and fuck. goes to punch you in the face. Oh, uh, I always forget that's an option. <laughs> so it's dodge? Uh, yeah. I'm going to pre-edge this. Okay. That's five hits. Cashmere, this maze jumps up in the air, pulls his hand back, and you uh, matrix slide underneath him as he makes his punch, and it just barely, like... Like your astral body like barely dodges his fist. Um, you get a good look and you fe- realize he has some kind of weapon focus on his fist that just barely misses you. And you like kind of like slide in the air uh, and then like re- right yourself, barely having avoided that as he turns. Uh, Boomer, the snake you're holding on to, shakes feebly, trying to pull its head out from under your grip, but it cannot. Uh, however, <laughs> around the corner nearby you uh, where the elevator was Bumbles I need you to roll a dodge test for your noise Skeeto. Uh that's two hits uh, go ahead and roll its body and armor if it has any at a minus two which I'm thinking but that's only to the armor so whatever its body is it still gets to roll that's no hits okay uh, so your noise Skeeto. Does it take one damage? It takes significantly more than one damage. It is devoured. Yes. Uh, is it devoured whole? No. <laughs> the crushing weight of the snake's insides crush this thing as soon as it swallows it. Sure. Um, but yeah, uh, the... Just goes... And uh, yeah, that's, that's what happens. I'm going to blow something up. <laughs> Bumbles, it's your turn. You just heard your drone go down. <laughs> uh, what's this door here? Uh, you run up to the door? Yeah. I will mourn for over later. <laughs> uh, you get to the uh, door. You shoulder it open. It's a storage closet. What's in here? <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be a storage closet slash like break room almost. Um, it's got like a shitty like trid projector um and uh some like bad trids up on like a uh on a shelf as well as some snacks some uh, non-perishable foods um there is a mop uh and some other cleaning supplies cleaning supplies (laughs) (laughs) yes can i make an ied smaller than a rating six foam explosive rolled demolitions for me with a plus two to see if you can jerry-rig an explosive out of whatever's in this storage closet. Is this improvised explosives? (laughs) Yes. This is the definition of improvised explosives. That's two hits on 13 dice. (laughs) You look around, you see like 
some acetone, maybe some ammonia. You're like, I could probably work with this, but I'm not sure. Uh, you're looking around for maybe some kind of uh, catalyst. Uh, it, it, at the moment, you're not sure. You could try again next round to see if you can figure something out. But then it was also going to take you time beyond that to actually contract, uh, create the device. Uh, okay. Um, I'm just going to continue down the hallway then. Okay, going down the hallway, you can hear uh, Boomer and uh, the, the the direction, the way you were going to get this door. If you were to continue going, you can hear Boomer and Mouse fighting the snake. Right, and I, I don't get all the way down because I'm slow and I stopped. Uh, yeah, because you opened up a door. So, but yeah, you're heading that way towards the fight. Cashmere, you're up. What, uh, what can I see? Can I see down the hallway with the with um, Boomer and? Uh, no, you are currently at uh, around a corner from that, um, in a shorter hallway, uh, similar to the hallway that is opposite you where the elevator is, like all the way on the other side of the, the basement. Got it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna stun bolt him. And did I say him recklessly once again? How many hits? That's four hits. Okay. Uh, you whoosh, toss a stun bolt his way. He's turning uh, in the physical plane to try to get a uh, sign of you, and he tries to raise up a hand, and it blasts past his hand and, like, kind of racks his aura. Uh, you think he did a little bit of damage. And resist the drain on that. Remembering all your negative modifiers. Oh, wow. I resisted the crap out of that. All right. And you, that was one. What are you going to do with your other simple action after you recklessly spellcast that? I would go back to myself. Okay. You, whoosh, after shooting one, you zip back. Uh, you get to where your body is. You notice they left it laying on the ground in the uh, uh, in the elevator. Uh, but as you do, you uh, like dodge astrally at past uh, a very angry-looking beast spirit. Yeah, and then I go, Kiraga, <laughs> and you bring uh, Kiraga uh, in the physical plane or the astral plane. Um physical okay so uh the swirl no one else sees it but <laughs> the swirl of lotus petals uh with some roots like settling into the ground uh appears uh in front of the elevator uh and the snake rears back uh go ahead and roll initiative for Aragon. give him a minus 10 seven after the minus 10 yeah boomer it's your turn all right, so I got the snake in the headlock, right? Yeah, you do. Mouse just stabbed the shit out of it, right? The, the shit is veritably stabbed. Pouncing dragon! <laughs> okay. Uh, roll that. What? <laughs> it's a martial arts technique. Sick. Another six. Without using edge, I should add. Uh, Boomer, so Mouse was being like all thrown around. She gets shoved into a wall and the sword comes out and she kind of stumbles down, uh, catching her arm by stamping the tip of the sword into the ground. Oh, Glitter is dented. (laughs) Glitter can take that. Glitter is uh, extra hard in titanium. Um, uh, So like she kind of like keeps her footing by doing that. And you see an opportunity as you use the motion of the snake to kind of get your legs up against the wall enough to kick off the wall, step on Mouse's elbow, Ow! <laughs> which drives Glitter just 
an eighth of an inch into the ground. <laughs> and uh, you use that to jump up while holding onto this thing. And uh, you let go of it and drive your knee straight down in its head. Uh, and you pin it to the ground and you feel a sharp pain in your kneecap as like you definitely sprain something against the like magical armor of this uh, this snake, uh, this hardened armor that should not be damaged by physical uh, people. Yet you hear a very satisfying crunch as presumably the skull of this snake cracks and then it goes and disappears into the astral. Oh, yeah, take that. <laughs> oh. Wow, oh. that was... Oh, yep, nothing wrong. I'm good. <laughs> Don't act like you're not impressed. I said wow. Yeah. All right, Are let's you... go get this other snake. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to use my gun here's this your, time. Here's your gun. <laughs> um, yes, I killed a spear with my bare hands. <laughs> Um, Mouse, it's your turn. It's my turn. Add, add that to the list. <laughs> Duly noted. And I run away. <laughs> um, down the hall, looking for the gun. Okay, so not towards the elevator? Not towards Okay, the you run, you get to that T-junction. Uh, you see uh, Bumbles uh, heading towards you. And Bumbles, you see Mouse just zip by, going to the left, or your left. Uh, as she runs down that hallway, uh, Mouse, you... Get to the end of the hallway, you see a guard. Mm -hmm. He's uh, an Amerindian. He has tattoos on his face mm -hmm. um, and brass knuckles on one hand. Mm -hmm. And uh, on the ground, a little bit behind him, you see uh, the ejected smart gun clip. Sure. Uh, and he seems to be looking into like a wall. <laughs> <laughs> like angrily, like, damn. That wall got away from me. <laughs> <laughs> so but then is he you, facing me? You turn the corner, and uh, actually, you were right at the corner, so yeah, he's right there within reach. Oh. Uh, so yeah, he you turn the corner, and Four he's like bunch. looking at that wall, and then he looks and sees you coming at him like as you turn the corner, and he's like, ah! I guess I don't break stride and charge him. Okay. <laughs> I guess. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know. And sword punch him? And sword, sword punch. punch. <laughs> so he gets a plus one and I get a plus two. Yep. Okay. I feel like Mouse would remember this. Like, killing people was like a no-no. Oh, yeah. I don't know. You could do whatever you want with it. It's no, just that's a you good could, point. You could take a negative penalty to try and do stun damage with your fist. Yeah. Because it's not blade. It's unarmed. You can still try and split the damage with your sword doing stun damage, like, instead of, like, sword punching him, you, like, thwack him with the flat of it. You split the damage between physical and stun. Um, but yeah, it's a minus four. Okay, um, I guess I will just see him and be like, ah, and punch him in the face. Alright, uh, oh, so But I guess I have to sword punch him are you with stun, stun, stun punching? Explain how that might work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Backhand him across the face with the flat of your blade, or, like, aim for his helmet, or whatever. It's three. Okay. Uh, he is so startled by you that he uh, stumbles back, and uh, you, ray you cross your arm over your body and swing it. Uh, to an outside uh, viewer, it might look like you're about to just chop his head off, but you turn your wrist and hit him with the flat of the blade right across his head, just boom. 
Um, what's your base damage again? 12? 12. Okay. Uh, and you got three, so that makes it 13, odd number. So that's seven stun and six physical. Oh, I feel like six physical is going to kill him. He's taken no physical damage. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's taken a lot of stun, though. Uh, seven, we said? Seven stun? Seven stun. Uh, so you crack him over the head uh, with the flat of your blade, and he just, like, his body goes limp, and his legs kind of, like, trip over each other, and he just poof, falls over. Uh, and there's definitely, like, a large trickle of blood coming from where you just hit him. Sure. Uh, but he's also breathing. Right. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's like, um, I turn the corner, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> so there's just one beast spirit left. Bumbles, it's your turn. Uh, okay. So I've seen the stunning execution of the one snake. Uh, no, you were still down the hallway. You didn't make well, it to the corner. Aren't we DNI'd? Oh, yes, then yes. Through that, yes. I saw it first person and <laughs> from the outside. <laughs> yeah, you had two camera angles. Camera angles, yeah. <laughs> and then I saw Mouse thwack a dude in the face. Yes. And subdue him. Yep. So I guess I go back towards the snake that might soon eat Kashmir. <laughs> and I'm very slow. Uh... <laughs> You do actually make it to that snake, uh, running, because uh, you already made it a decent way towards that T-junction, that you turn the corner, turn the corner, and the snake's, like, there uh, facing off with Kiraga. Uh, okay. I think Kiraga's probably got this more than me. Um, well, I mean, spirits are like magic drones, and I've already lost one drone, and I'm about to lose a magic drone. <laughs> um, so I run up to the snake and punch it. <laughs> I will now roll my one die. Take a point of edge back. <laughs> so go ahead and roll your unarmed combat attack. Oh. One hit. <laughs> Chirago's even confused for a second. So uh, you come running around and you're like, not another one. <laughs> and and like there's like there's like this this epic spirit battle about to like go off and like this this fucking snake is like about to fight like this swirling cloud of lotus petals and you just come darting through this cloud of lotus petals and you swing at it and you just whiff you just fucking miss the things like huh? and like barely like just recoils in confusion and your and your fish just catches air and now you're standing next oh, to this such a shame. standing next to this plant spirit with this confused and angry beast spirit like what the fuck my plan was Executed perfectly. Now it's open for Kiraga to kill it. <laughs> Kiraga does get a plus one for having an ally in melee combat with it. <laughs> uh, it is now the Beast Spirit's turn. It recognizes that Bumbles is not an actual threat and goes to kill <laughs> Kiraga. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> uh, I need uh, Kiraga to make a dodge test. That's five hits. Uh, the snake takes a snap at Kiraga, who just kind of like makes a hole in his lotus uh, leaves, and the snake misses, and then Kiraga uh, reforms. And it's Kashmir's turn. And then Kiraga right after that, so you guys can go in tandem if you want. Nice. I'm going to zip back to the mage. Okay. And notice that, it's a, that he's down, yep. and that Mouse's aura is there. Yep. And I go, oh. And then I'm going to zip back to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> that 
then I'm gonna try to banish. Okay. Ooh. But since we're going in tandem, I'm gonna have um, Kiraga attack at first. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, have Kiraga attack and then roll your banishing. I will resolve all the stuff for the spirit alongside that. Cool. That's five hits. All right. Uh, Bumbles, you see as uh, Kiraga starts spinning, uh, doing like turning its leaves into like fast projectiles, like razors, and just rakes against the front of the snake's face, uh, lashing it as it does, uh, and like glowy, like astral blood goes like flying off the snake and then wisping away. And uh, now roll for your banishing, Kashmir. I'm gonna post edge that. Okay. Got one more point. Yeah. That's five hits. Okay. Uh, Iraga is smacking this thing. It's kind of rearing back, like trying to bite at the leaves and branches that are like smacking it in the face. And then you uh, raise both your hands and astral uh, in front of you, like making like, uh, you know, touching your thumbs together. And uh, you make this kind of vacuum of astral uh, uh, energy going towards your hand. And uh, you see uh, Bumbles, you see the... As soon as Kiraga pulls back and the snake tries to like reposition itself to strike, it all of a sudden starts getting pulled upwards and forwards uh, a little bit above you, and uh, it seems to start disintegrating and disappears. I'm sorry. Have a nice bath or something. <laughs> uh, and we are out of initiative. All right. All and right. also, that's where we'll end this session. Whew. Yeah, that could have gone worse. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Tops Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Tops Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com dot com for more information.